Welcome to the Perennial Wellness Podcast, the podcast that will lead you to better health, wellness, and nutrition knowledge. This show is hosted by myself, Kristen Crowley, and my co-host, Brittany Wharton. We are registered dietitians, fitness enthusiasts, and outdoor lovers. With over 10 years of nutrition studies, we want to bring to you the different conversations about nutrition to become the best version of yourself. On our episode today, we are going to talk about balancing blood sugars, diabetes as an epidemic, tracking your blood sugars and what can cause spikes from it, different foods, um, exercise tips, nutrition absorption, and can you reverse diabetes or can you reverse blood sugar imbalances? Yes. So diabetes is honestly, it's an epidemic. I don't know, Kristen, about you, but I am seeing more and more people with blood sugar, fasting blood sugars that are higher, diabetes. Honestly, it's just coming all over the place. Yeah, we see it almost, I would say at least half of our patients. And, you know, I mean, women, men, it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like. It's People have, you know, blood sugar imbalances. Women, younger women are having Mm -hmm. blood sugar imbalances with insulin resistance issues. Um, It can even be, you know, people that think, oh, well, I'm healthy because I'm skinny and they still have blood sugar imbalances. It happens all the time. Yeah. Everywhere. And so talking about the blood sugar, it's affected by a a few different things. So your blood sugar can be affected by what you eat, Mm -hmm. what you drink, your exercise, stress. A lot of people don't know this, but stress can actually affect your blood sugar. If you're sick, whether you have a cold, have stomach virus, flu, any type of sickness can affect your blood sugar. So I think that actually shocks people because they don't, they don't know that. And then also medications, you know, you go to your primary care doctor, you go and you have, you are sick and you go get prescribed uh, a Z-pack or steroids and that will make your blood sugar go up. Do you see that from time Mm -hmm. to time where people will be so shocked that? Yeah. Yeah, I know that you guys do a lot more of um, tracking, like, and actually seeing when the spikes happen with with different things. You can track it with the continuous glucose monitor that tells you exactly what will spike your blood sugar. Like, you'll see that spike happen on from your device, and you can, you know, relate it to whatever is hap- whatever you just ate or whatever you took or medication or if you're sick, you know, anything like that. Um, and so it it happens all the time and it can even be from things like sleep. I know, um, you know, if you wake up kind of in the middle of the night and your sleep is terrible, it spikes your blood sugar, it spikes a cortisol response. It can be equivalent to having a couple hundred extra calories just from not getting good sleep. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it can be affected by stress. Like you said, it's the same thing. Um causing those blood sugar spikes and, and people don't realize it at all. Um, they just think that this is how they feel and this is how they have to feel. 
and that's not the case. Yeah. Well, and to that point about the sleep, I think people think, oh, I don't need to sleep that much or I'm too busy to sleep. And they are prioritizing other things over sleep where sleep is super important, not only for your health, but for what we're talking about with your blood sugar, you know, they're recommending seven to eight hours of sleep. But if you're getting less than six hours of sleep, multiple nights in a row, it actually is putting you at a higher risk for insulin resistance, which, you know, I I think back to when we were in college and we had a lot of tests to study for finals week, and we would go multiple nights without getting good amount of sleep. And, you know, I think about families and, and parents who they have kids or, you know, young, young kids, infants, and they're not sleeping through the night because they're attending to their kids or even families that just have a really busy schedule and they have to wake up early, you know, maybe one parent's waking up at 4.30 to go work out while the other parent is helping everybody get ready for school. And then after school, they trade off. So one parent works out in the afternoon and then, you know, they're not getting enough sleep, but what is that doing to them long-term? Well, they're putting themselves at risk for insulin resistance, um, which is scary. Yeah. They feel like I'm working out. I'm eating right. I'm doing, you know, I'm not eating any carbs. They always come in and say, I'm, I don't eat any carbs at all. And they're so proud. And I'm like, what are you doing? And it's like, you know, they're like, I'm exercising. I don't eat any carbs. I don't know why I can't lose weight. And it's like, just like you said, that insulin resistance, that is, your body is every time you eat your blood sugar spikes. And so your body responds with insulin. It's, and so this is a continuous thing that happens every single time you eat. And at a certain point, your body will have produced uh, like enough insulin in it. And it's not, it cannot respond to your blood sugar spikes anymore because they're spiking too much or it spikes too high and it just cannot get like, the insulin's job is to bring the cells energy. And so it cannot do that. And it's storing things as fat because you are not using insulin the way that you're supposed to. And so it's this whole cycle. And these people, you know, they're like, I'm not eating any carbs. Well, it's like, well, your blood sugars are totally out of balance. Mm -hmm. And so of course your body's holding on to all of this fat and you know, in yourselves and it can't let it go because you're, you're not, you're not supporting it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I had one client. So at healthy self nutrition, we do use the continuous glucose monitor and she wasn't very old. She was in her twenties and she was, um, healthy by normal standards, you know, look of the eyes, healthy. And her Mm -hmm. doctor said, you know, your CRP, which is your, um, it's a marker of inflammation is high and your fasting glucose is high. And she's like, what the heck? I'm only this age. And, but she knows that that, uh, diabetes runs in her family. And so we did the continuous glucose monitor with her and she had been a certain weight and she had always been trying, everybody always says this, but been trying to lose those last last five pounds, then trying to lose those 10 pounds. And with the CGM, we were actually able to see what she was eating. And, you know, she wasn't eating the quote unquote carbs and she was having the, the occasional 
dinner out on the Friday night and maybe like the glass of wine or the dessert, but not every single night from that different perspective. And we just looked at what she was doing and said, okay, let's make slight changes. You know, like we talk about the plate method, but we made slight changes and we were able to get those quote unquote last five pounds off or whatever the goal is. I can't remember exactly, Mm -hmm. but like you were saying, she didn't know how bad she felt until she felt good. Yes, exactly. I know. And it's, yeah, that happens all the time with people. And whenever you tell them they can eat carbs, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, they're so terrified. Yeah. And then they do it and they actually have energy to get through the day. They don't have daytime fatigue. Mm-hmm. They don't have that two three o'clock slump that everybody has, which is actually a result of imbalanced blood sugars and not having enough energy to get through the day. Um, you know, people will say, oh yeah, I have... I have the daytime fatigue, but that's like normal. And I'm like, mm, it's not normal. You know, like yeah. you're not supposed to feel that way. <laughs> How amazing would it be if you didn't have that? How much more productive would you be not only at work with your family, with any other relationship? You know, I think about that all the time. Right. And whenever right. our clients make those changes, whether they're using the CGM or not, and they have more energy, it's such a big deal. And like I said, the my plate. So I know you say people are, I'm not eating any carbs and, and we want people to eat good carbohydrates. And sometimes I think that becomes misunderstood what those good carbohydrates are because carbs mm-hmm. have had such a bad rap for so long. Yes. It's crazy. So, you know, just in simple, simple terms um the plate method is half of your plate non-starchy vegetables so we're getting in that good fiber a fourth of your plate lean protein so the chicken the fish the seafood the good sources of protein and fats for that matter and then a fourth of your plate non or sorry starchy carbohydrates so that's like our squash Mm -hmm potatoes. Yeah, I know potatoes. Everybody thinks potatoes are bad, but (laughs) one cup of potato is really not as many carbohydrates and grams as, you know, two slices of bread, which I think people, whenever they find that out, they're, they're shocked. Um, and those potatoes, they have fiber, which we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but that bread doesn't have fiber. You know, if you have whole wheat bread, that's another situation, but the fiber is such a big aspect on that. And those starchy carbohydrates, you know, even like our whole grains, you know, oatmeal, so good for digestion, so good for helping your blood sugar come down. So I think, you know, making sure those good carbohydrates are looped in there with our veggies and the good proteins. And that's Mm -hmm. going to be the recipe for making sure that that blood sugar is being balanced. Yeah, yeah. And we, we always encourage those good quality carbs, like you're saying, you know, the complex carbs that are also like, if you're having a potato or a squash, you're getting a whole lot more nutrients, different vitamins and minerals from that than you would from a piece of whole grain bread, you know, or chips or 
any kind of, you know, oatmeal. I mean, that's a, they're all great choices, but you can focus on ones that will give you even more, you know, nutrients. They're more nutrients dense food. Um, all of your fruits are going to be, you know, more yeah, carbohydrates fruit. that you can add to your plate. And we always encourage, you know, um, pairing that protein with a carb to, support that blood glucose response. So whenever you're having any kind of snack um, or meal, you know, making sure that you pair the, your protein portion with your carb portion together. It's always pretty easy to get a carb in. It's not so easy to get the protein. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that people have to focus on. And yeah, and then, I think that the protein is so easily missed. Because a lot yeah. of all, a lot of the snacks are like, oh, it's a granola bar or, right. it's, you know, a bag of chips, crackers, yeah. but then that it's going to continue to make your blood sugar go up and come down. You know, what goes up must come down throughout the day. And uh, I was, I was reading something the other day. Um, that I guess I never had really actually thought about before. Um, kind of talking about the fact that uh, what we serve our kids for breakfast, you know, is always a sugary like donut stick or a granola bar mm -hmm. or a biscuit or a cinnamon roll or a bowl of cereal. cereal. And there's never any kind of protein in any breakfast food, whenever like the easiest breakfast food is eggs and toast, you know, and so they start their day off, you know, a kid or an adult grabs a granola bar and walks out the house or a piece of fruit and walks out the house with no protein. Mm -hmm. And they start their day off with a high blood sugar, you know, spike, and you can't control that for the rest of the day. Like once you once you're spiked high that morning, you're probably going to run high all day. You know, um, I'm sure that you've seen that with the continuous glucose monitors. You can just feel it, in my opinion. Um, yes. You know, I mean, if you eat a donut in the morning and then you're just going to probably feel like crap all day long because your body cannot come down from that glucose spike. Well, and hey, I love donuts just as much as the <laughs> next guy. <laughs> Seriously, I do. Yes. We we love donuts. And um well, even whenever I lived in New Orleans, like we seeked out places mm -hmm. with different donuts so we could try them oh. on the weekends. But no, right. to your to your point, we would see that with people starting off with our continuous glucose monitor was, you know, even even mm -hmm. throughout the middle of the day, if they have something really high, um, that's going to spike their blood sugar, and then they have an afternoon snack, that blood sugar spikes their glucose, and it just keeps climbing and climbing and then before you go to bed your blood sugar is really really high and that's not going to support good deep sleep and then you're doing that all over the next day you wake up with a high blood sugar and then you start out with that cinnamon roll or the biscuit and mm -hmm. you end up in that vicious cycle like you were saying right that insulin's trying to keep up and then it's not able to and there becomes that insulin resistance unfortunately and I think that's why we're seeing that so much more often is that just misconception mm -hmm. of, you know, yes, foods are convenient, but that doesn't mean that they're good for us. Um, right. Yeah. And it's, and, you know, like you were saying, we love a good donut. I love a good biscuit, but 
pair with a protein, you know, like pair, if, if you have that half a donut, it might not be your best, like quality, good carb, but pair that with a boiled egg or two, and you'll feel probably much better throughout the day. Yeah. You know, um, king cake season, Mardi Gras, Mm -hmm. you know, pair it with, pair it with your protein bar in the morning (laughs) and you probably feel a lot better. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I did. Uh, (laughs) Hey, that sounds like a great, great plan. (laughs) (laughs) It just, um, yeah. And, you know, and if you don't, like you said, insulin resistance, which is going to, which is going to cause a whole lot more issues, a whole lot more inflammation and oxidative stress in your body um, that you just did because it was convenient. But how convenient is it to just boil five eggs every, you know, every week and have those as a snack? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think people don't realize that sure it's the the food's affecting our body but what it's doing much deeper down so you're whenever you're eating your blood sugar is going up whenever you're eating well and balanced your blood sugar is staying stable and I like to think about it whenever your blood sugar is flowing really well throughout your body your blood is supporting all your different organs it's pumping through your heart which your heart is supporting the rest of your body. If your heart's not working, you're in a bad spot. So if your blood sugar is running good, it's like water, very viscous, no problem going back and forth. If your blood sugar is high, it's running high, um, maybe not even diabetes level, but you know, borderline, your blood sugar is more like that milkshake, type consistency where you just get that milkshake, you know, from Dairy Queen and you're trying to suck it up out that straw and it's not moving because it is so thick and so sugary. And that's what's happening. Your blood is not able to move throughout your system. And what that does is it really puts a detriment on your kidneys. And, you know, if you have diabetes, kidney disease is very soon to follow if it does not become under control and then heart disease is another one. So, you know, chronic diseases, they, they like to hang out together because it kind of is that domino effect. If you're not able to take care of it, it starts affecting all of those other aspects. Um, we, we really hope that's not the case, but that's kind of why we're here to talk about some of these things because we want to help others to, you know, make better decisions and also potentially reverse whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And diabetes is one of those that luckily it's caused by the foods. Diabetes type two is caused by the foods that mm-hmm. you eat. Yeah, we're, you know, we are talking type two. <laughs> <laughs> is um, It is able, you know, I mean, you, you made it happen. You can make it not happen kind of thing. And so I think it's important, you know, to know, um, it can affect those, those big things, different organs in your body. It can also make you, you know, your hormones be in balance. It can cause mood swings. It can cause weight gain, lightheadedness. So, you know, if you're experiencing anything like that, see your local dietitian, talk to us, talk to somebody around you, you know, because if you catch it before you get even type two diabetes or before you get put on some kind of medication, then it's, you know, you probably have a much better chance of controlling your blood sugars. And avoiding those chronic diseases. 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, and also with that, you know, making sure with keeping everything balanced, the the fiber is a really big part. You know, Kristen, you were talking about the nutrient dense foods mm-hmm. and fiber actually slows that blood sugar going into the bloodstream. And I think as a westernized diet, we don't get enough fiber. Mm-hmm. So even even just adding, you know, I think people, yeah, okay, I'm on a new diet. I'm trying to do this for my health. I need to take everything out. Well, no, that's not always the case. Why don't we add some more good things in? It's definitely easier that way. Mm-hmm. It's funny to kind of see people's faces whenever you tell them that the recommended amount of vegetables is actually eight to 12 mm-hmm. cups a day. And they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then you're like, well, it's, you know, it's not that bad if you pack a little bag of veggies for a snack, or if you add your veggies to your smoothie that you're making for breakfast, you know, there's a lot of ways you can sneak in your veggies um, to get that extra fiber in. Um, or like, you know, like we were saying earlier, choosing those those quality carbs over the non-quality carbs, you're going to get more fiber with those as well. Fiber can Um, go a long way. So I guess we can talk about a little bit of tracking kind of like blood sugars. Um, Yeah. So there's a couple different ways to track blood sugar. So you can track it with pricking your finger. You can get your blood drawn for -hmm. your labs. If you do like annual labs or labs every six months, which is kind of the most common. Um, And then the continuous glucose monitor. Mm -hmm. So that is a device that you wear on the backside of your arm. You can wear it on your stomach. Um, Some people wear it on their bottom. It just depends. Um, I know people with type one, they actually wear it on like the top of their butt so that it's not in the way and their pants mm. are always covering it. And then you just take your phone or whatever it is and mm. you scan it over the CGM and it shows you all kinds of stuff. But um, it's, it's such a good way to figure out if, you know, are you not sleeping enough? Is that why your blood sugar is doing that? Are you not exercising at the right times? Are you eating certain things that are affecting your blood sugar. You know, I've had people, and this is really interesting. Rice affects certain people and it doesn't affect others. Hmm. So even to that specific carbohydrate result, Mm -hmm. you're able to see that. So you can tell, well, yeah, maybe it's not the best carbohydrate choice, Mm -hmm. but I can still tolerate it. Right, right. So I think that's really helpful. You know, mm-hmm. you being in Louisiana, like gumbo is a big deal. Yeah. So if you're having gumbo without your rice, like that would probably be really sad. Yeah. Yeah. So some people, they can do rice, but then some people they can't. Yeah. And so I, I think that's really helpful. How they feel. And and the only way to know that is to go by, you know, how you feel and what you can do. I always eat my gumbo with a little bit of rice because I'd rather have bread as my carb. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's the, that's the good thing about, that's the other thing we can talk about too, is, you know, whenever you tell 
patients like, oh, you can eat carbs. And they're like, oh my gosh. And they think it's like a free for all. Well, it's not really either. You know, you have to watch your portions and you probably don't want to go over, you know, a certain portion size. Um, And so, you know, it's just important. Like you can enjoy your favorite foods and your favorite things. Kind of how we were talking about the donut earlier. If you're having gumbo, you might not want to have rice and potato salad. That would be a carb and bread. That would be a carb. You've got a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, carb portions there. Maybe just doing one of those, pick your favorite, and then you'll have a much better response to that. Um, And that's kind of how you can set up your meals, you know, wherever you go, wherever you're going, eat out. If you're going to like a wedding, if you're going to a party, well, your drinks might Mm -hmm. count as your carb. And so you kind of got yeah, get that alcohol. Say, Where's my protein? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, let's find a protein, make that mm-hmm. blood sugar stable mm-hmm. and make sure that everything's doing good. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Um, one thing that we actually utilize is exercise. You know, I think this is really overlooked um, because people think, exercise means you need to go work out and you need to go sweat and you need to be sore from your workout. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case, right? Right. You know, if you are going work out, it could be a walk and any type of exercise, whether that's a walk cleaning. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I clean, I know that I'm getting my heart rate up a little bit more than Mm -hmm. if I'm just sitting on the couch. Oh yeah. (laughs) So that is considered some type of exercise, same thing, yard work, et cetera. So after you eat, like we've been saying, your blood sugar is going to have a response no matter what. And it's going to have more of a response, go up higher if you have more carbohydrates. So if that's the case, if you go for a five to 10 minute walk, it is shown that it will help stabilize your blood sugar as well. And bring that blood sugar down faster than if you were just to eat and go sit or eat and go do something else, you know, like go back to work. So even incorporating a five to 10 minute walk after meals Mm -hmm. is super helpful. And from a digestive standpoint too. Right. Right. And how you were saying, I mean, there's always dishes to be done. There's always a floor to be swept. Like we just do five, 10 minutes of chores after after dinner. And, you know, that helps our bodies use that glucose that we just gave it, you know, we just gave our body energy and you want to use that for something, you know, and so doing whatever it is, whatever kind of movement you want to do, maybe you just decide you want to do squats and that's cool too. (laughs) Oh yeah. That would, Hey, that's actually a great idea. (laughs) If you are someone that likes to watch TV after dinner yeah, and there's commercials on, or maybe you're watching a show and you could do something like whenever this character Mm -hmm. is talking, I can walk in place or something like that. You know, that would be a really good idea. Maybe we should try that out. Yeah. I like that idea. (laughs) Get some more movement, get some more movement in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But definitely exercise overall, you know, um, we recommend at least 30 minutes a day. And like you were saying, it doesn't have to be super intense. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to run seven miles, you know, even just a simple walk. 
overall, you know, for exercise, for helping your blood sugars be balanced throughout the day. Um, usually also, you know, resistance training because your muscles are going to use that glucose that you're feeding it throughout the day a lot differently than the stored fat. That stored fat doesn't need more stored fat. Those muscles need energy. And so, you know, exercising can be huge for helping to balance your blood sugars throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it's underutilized as a mm-hmm. a blood sugar balancer. Yeah. Of course, the nutrition, but you know, mm-hmm. that those simple, again, adding things in, we're not saying take everything out, but what happens if you do add those things in? You really start just pushing things out and you don't even realize it. Right. Um, and then your energy starts becoming better and your mood becomes better and the hormones start balancing out and, right. you know, the weight starts kind of leveling itself out. So there's a lot of benefits to making sure that your blood sugar is better. You sleep better. Mm-hmm. You get more deeper sleep. Right. You don't have as much stress. You know, those cortisol levels start doing what they're supposed to and not getting super, super high, too high. They are highest in the morning, but not becoming too high throughout the day. Right. So really, really important to make sure you're taking those extra measures to Mm -hmm. get that blood sugar under control. Yeah. And I think it's important to note too, that, um, you know, like people that aren't eating enough carbs, like I don't know if if people know that your body is if you don't give it energy it'll make glucose itself you know gluconeogenesis it'll start doing that and so if you decide like mm, I'm not really like I don't believe you <laughs> this isn't real your body is responding even if you're not giving it what it needs it's going to it's you know it's designed to win it's going to try to figure out how to get what it needs without if you're not going to help it um, and so it'll start making glucose. And then if you decide to eat two hours after you didn't decide to eat, um, you know, you're going to be giving your body even more glucose after you just caused a glucose response in your body, mm-hmm. which can be also caused from, like you said, stress. Um, you know, whenever we go into that flight mode or fight mode, your body starts producing, you know, glucose and it's like, what's going on? Um And it'll store all of that, you know, as energy, as fat eventually. And so I think it's just important to know that too, that you have to support your body because if not, it's going to try to do it without you. And and that's not really the way to go either. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. We we definitely need to eat three meals for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or at least eat, you know, like eat to feel satisfied. Um, Yeah, you know, people be like, I'm starving whenever I get home. And it's like, well, you didn't eat anything for lunch. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe you didn't eat enough for lunch. You know, I think, I think people get nervous or scared to eat enough sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Um, But also you don't want to be too hungry. Right. (laughs) So it's, it's a balance. It's a fine find balance yeah well any final thoughts on blood sugar control I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff yeah I think um I think the most important thing is just kind of noting that 
you can reverse an imbalance of blood sugars because yeah. you know people get diabetes and they think well this is how it is forever and I just have to take my medicine work with your doctor you know work with your dietitian we can't can't give you advice over a podcast but you know it is able you are able to reverse that and and help your body and support your body by eating a balanced diet by having good exercise by sleeping good controlling your stress there's targeted supplements that you can use for you know different issues different things um if any of those cause a problem you can say well i have a bad gut maybe i need a little probiotics i have bad sleep maybe i'll need a little magnesium you know all of that kind of stuff um but i think using those tools that are in your toolbox um is just the most important thing to know about balancing your blood sugars. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you find this episode helpful, please share with someone that you think it would help. Um, and then if you want to find us, follow us on social media or work with us, you can find me at own your nutrition on Instagram. And you could also email me at Brittany at healthy nutrition.com. You can also, I work with clients virtually through healthy steps nutrition, and that will be linked in the show notes. If you want to work together or you want to do the CGM, we do have a CGM program. And then Kristen, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at on social media at, the key dietitian on Instagram will link that and my email is on there but it is keydietitian at gmail.com and they can work with me here in Lafayette Louisiana we do do telehealth all out through Louisiana um and hopefully in Texas soon so see you guys there awesome all right guys <laughs> thanks